0: Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending November eleventh, twenty 2022. I'm Sophie Antal gibert and I'm joined today by Eric Ristaban, our Chief Investment Strategist. Hi, Eric. How are you?
1: I'm good. Always a pleasure to be with
0: you. It is always a pleasure to be with you, and I do want to take a quick moment just to recognize that today is Veterans Day in most of the world. Um, and so we do recognize those who fought for their countries um, and for everybody's mm-hmm. safety and peace and security. So yeah. um, with that, I am looking forward to chatting with you about present-day reality. We have had a lot going on in the markets and economies and elections um, this week. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's been a very US centric week.
0: <laughs> it has, it has for better or for worse. I think
1: maybe for worse. But, but you know, yeah. Whatever, yeah,
0: well, let's hear. Um, we'll hopefully be able to determine at the end of this whether it's for good or for bad. Yeah. But let's start with inflation. Um, we got sure. new inflation numbers today, they seem to be lower, it mm-hmm. seems to be good news. What is your take?
1: Yeah, well the the market certainly considered good it good news. Yeah. We saw CPI both CPI and core CPI coming in about two-tenths of a percent lower than expected on a month-to-month basis. But we're still running just shy of you know, 7.7% on the headline number and well, around 65 on the, the core CPI number. So,
0: so it's lower, but it's not lower, low. yeah. And,
1: <laughs> and the market really reacted positively, right? Because, again, that's been the, the tension, right? Is the Fed actually ever going to be able to get on top of inflation and start seeing the numbers go the other way? Or, you know, because they kind of stalled its rate of increase, but now we're, we're maybe seeing, you know, the beginning of the decline. Now, when you get into the numbers, it isn't maybe as optimistic as the market has been treating it. If you look at kind of the stock's 50, you know, index, it was up this year, this today, pretty seriously. Um, The S&P 500 was at five and a half percent. The NASDAQ was on about seven and a half percent. And I think importantly, you saw about a 28 basis point fall in the 10-year U.S. Treasury. Um, that that and and, the, and, and a subsequent dollar weakness. So, that was a big reaction. That is. Yeah, and, and I think maybe a little premature. Um, the numbers are still intolerably high. Um, what we saw was definite relief in the durables, kind of the things part of the inflationary thing, uh, the inflationary picture, which we've been expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Edelman's talked a lot about the fact that, you know, he sees progress on, on kind of the you know, durable goods and, and the things part of inflation. Where we're getting less great news is still in the stickier parts. Wages still remain elevated. We we, we you know they, they, we seen a number that was not an acceleration, so that was good. But but it, they're still much higher than the Fed. So we're talking about wage inflation over six percent, and the Fed wants a two percent inflation number. We're having headline CPI at you know almost eight percent, and they want a two percent. Right. So I think you know our, our, I think Paul's contention has been we'll probably get back to four inflation relatively e- relatively easily I mean it hasn't been easy but that, that'll be kind of the easy part the four to two is probably going to take some economic pain so um, it, it's nice to see uh, some progress and some effect on inflation so that that is good news um, but I, I think it's a little bit too early to you know to maybe spike the ball in the end zone.
0: All right, all right. Well, we will we will be watching the ball, hopefully approaching the end zone yes. and continuing to approach the end zone. Um, we also had, speaking of end zones, um, we had elections yesterday, midterm elections yeah. in the U.S. Uh, some of those, most of those we have election results and returns have come in. Mm-hmm. Some of them have not yet hit the end zone, if we're going to continue with that analogy. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: Where are we at? Have markets reacted to that at all? Should we expect them to? What does the outlook look like there?
1: So what we do know, right, is that although the House of Representatives has not yet officially come under Republican control, it's going to, Mm -hmm. right? They they lead too many of the outstanding races and are likely to win enough to actually put them into the the majority. Um, I I think what you're going to find, though, and and what certainly the Republican Party is looking at is that majority isn't going to be as big as they thought it might be. Mm. So that and that's going to create some challenges, right? You know, because you, you you've got to, at That point, you know, if Kevin McCarthy wants to become speaker, he pretty much needs everybody in his 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 constituency to vote for him. If he has a buffer, he he maybe doesn't have to listen to some of the folks in in his, in his caucus. He's going to have to listen to everybody, and that, that's going to create challenges. But but I mean, I think that that's an that's probably not a sidebar issue. I, I think the other on the Senate side. Um, if trends hold, we're not going to know. I mean, this is where I, I kind of apologize to the rest of the world because <laughs> you know we're not going to know until December, right? It, it, right now, um, there are three races that haven't been called. Um, a party is going to need to win um, two of the three in order to take control. Um, in in Arizona, the Democrats ahead. In in, in Nevada, the the Republicans ahead. Um, and in Georgia the thing we know definitively is that since neither of the major candidates got 50% they got to go to runoff on December 6th same thing that happened a couple of years ago it, it,
0: I was gonna say it's yeah. like deja vu all over we're again.
1: seeing the movie again in fact we're seeing the movie of those three states again because mm-hmm. that's exactly I think we probably should be you know prepared for 2024 watching this movie again because um, it's just tight they're really close states right they're, they're very tightly contested states so the the reality is is that um, the the control the Senate's still outstanding, um, but I think what we do know is that nobody's going to have a major a, a major majority. I, I think at the end of the day, the market likes gridlock. Um, and if we don't have, I think it's, well, with House probably going Republican, we're going to have a split government. Um, so it's going to be hard for anything big to get done. Um, Market. Which
0: provides the certainty that the market typically likes. Yeah,
1: well, what it takes off is any of the worst case scenarios. Is pretty much that's not an, any that's not a very likely probability, and so the the market likes the. The certainty, even if that certainty is around, um, you know, gridlock. So Nothing
0: getting done. Nothing
1: getting done, which is, uh, you know, it, maybe not great in lots of other ways, but from a market perspective is usually a, a welcome message. So I, I think that's kind of where we're at. I, I don't expect it to change, regardless of who controls the Senate. That We're probably going to be there for the next two years until the next presidential election, um, and we'll find out what happens then.
0: Excellent. Well, we will definitely keep an eye on it. Hopefully, we will not need to wait too, too long to get answers to our questions on both where is inflation heading and who's running the government um, and how are are the Senate and the House going to be split. But um, with that, uh, thank you very much, Eric. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, Mm -hmm. but we look forward to seeing you again soon and we look forward to seeing you again soon, too. Thank you.